to come. And by then it was it was very destructive and um, and very complicated. So I then had another month down the track uh, where I made about $375,000 in a month. Mm-hmm. And I was 26 years old or something. And Jesus. that was- I was a 26 year old. Yeah, you don't know, like you don't understand. And you know that you want to be, again, it's not about being a millionaire to be this guy who owns all this stuff it's not about that it was just about hey this is awesome i just want to be free so i could free everyone i want my sister to never have to work i want everyone not to work so they can do what they creatively want to do and they'll, they'll be fine did, did you get corrupted a little bit though at that point when you saw that money that was like the only time that i entertained the darker part like the the more superficial part of my ego which was about buying stuff so I got a, probably definitely a bit cocky and I went and bought like an Audi sports car and funnily enough, I bought it and, and then started traveling again and, and became a, a little destructive. I could feel it. And within a month or so, I started jeopardizing all myself, basically. Again, the work is the work, but the ego interfered and started sabotaging it within that car lasted six months. In six months from that moment, I went from having all of that to counting the coins that I had in my, that I often met back then, you know, I don't know, there's less coins now than then, but every time you'd spend something, you'd always, or you go to a bar, you'd come back with coins in your pocket and I'd just keep them in this little jar. And I remember living with my mates, uh, two of my mates around the corner from here. And there was a day where I couldn't pay my rent Within six months of that day, I couldn't pay my rent and I was counting the coins to see if I can go buy bread. Welcome to part two and that is Nayan's voice that you're hearing. And in part two, the story is going to be mainly focused around his journey uh, and his insane battle with his own personal darkness, a darkness that ended up spreading far beyond his own life. Uh, affecting those around him and affecting his health, his mental state and his ability to live life the way he wanted to live life. This is an inspiring story and it's no coincidence that there is a connection here to Wolf of Wall Street considering the line of work that Nayan was in. And as you'll find out in this podcast, uh, Nayan is able to battle through that darkness, take it head on, face his demons and with the help of the beautiful people around him, conquer those demons, defeat his ego, and find a much, much better, much more enlightened, much more loving, much more caring version of himself. what system it is but it's a series of galaxies and they're connected by stars and the pictures look like the universe yeah (laughs) yeah i've seen that yeah yeah so like yeah i think that's what it is it's like we're all just little tiny tiny fractions of a gigantic system that's it we don't even we don't even make a dot yeah, like, yeah. We don't even make it that. It's like, like something like one two hundred yeah. millionth of a pinhead or it's something. Insane. Yeah. It's, it's like, insane. It's insane. Like this is why it's it's so crazy to try to even understand it because your mind will never mm. understand it. Mm. It's such. And that's just, where it comes back to just meditating. Yeah. Each day as it comes. Yeah. Otherwise yeah. you just explode. It's too <laughs> yeah, simple. Exactly.
Live simply. Yeah. That's it. Welcome back, bro. Yeah. Sorry about that. No, <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to be sorry. Hey, um, I think I think we've covered pretty much everything yes. for today. Anyway, I'm yep. sure there'll be many more discussions in the future. Um, but I wanted to dive into the darkness, which is something we've mm. kind of touched on in this first half of the podcast. Yeah. And I was actually thinking to myself then. I think what I'd do because it seems to be a really good evolving conversation is I'll just do like a part one and a part two. Yeah, yeah. I won't even focus on yeah. the like individual. individual yeah. Talking about the whole, yeah, yeah, yeah that's nice. Yeah, I like that. But maybe I think a good starting point is, I guess like Dale did, maybe mm. let's just find out who Nan is <laughs> first. Okay. And then maybe you can lead that into the story you told me the other day about okay. the Himalayan mountains because I think that is yeah. like, one of the coolest darkness really. <laughs> because you're in the Himalayas for starters which is like uh, one of the most beautiful places in the world yeah so Nan is a not Nan the ego no Nan, 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 Nan the body he, he, he was born in a, a very very loving family like very close four of us me and my sister mum and dad and my grandma growing up so I've experienced tremendous love I have an example like he grew up with an example set for him with mom and dad they're very close um a real model relationship so i had everything growing up like we weren't short of money we weren't short of um any experiences we traveled we had all the freedoms and a lot of love like we were treated like friends rather than mom and dad treating us like son and daughter so all of that was there i remember um at 12 he had an issue with his, he discovered his thinking mind. He is Nayan. He is Nayan. I'm going to talk about him because I feel like after the funeral I just went through it, it doesn't feel like me anymore. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it'll, it's a better way of leading me here. So um, when I went up to my dad, or I'll go back to I, I went up to my dad, I was like, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. It's I was hard. like, yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's like, but. Dude, the doctor. Talk- um, to yourself I as a third see, person yeah, sometimes me. you do I get that because yeah. you're, you're detached but yeah. but this you, is the first time yeah. in my life like I understood why like even like Michael Jordan called himself he called himself by the third person yeah. and, I, and I see like many great people are able to separate there's and a detachment I, it just happened to me like yeah. on the weekend like I don't feel it's me I feel like it's a guy that I witnessed whose story mm. now is starting to make sense no I totally resonate does yeah. that make sense yeah I'll correct you if you say that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just learning baby so steps what did, what did he do? <laughs> he, he, baby steps in third person life um he had an issue with this this voice in his head so uh, it was at 12 he's like goes up to his dad and goes what's this thing in our head talking all the time and that was a, a pretty significant moment i remember that in my childhood it 12, 12, 12. 12 it was about 12 was and well. and always too mature for his age group in school um all boys school until year 11 um loved playing cricket uh thought he wanted to play professional cricket um and also loved the human body and science and all that stuff and and thought oh if i have to study because i grew up in indian family and you kind of encourage to study as well and I, i didn't mind it i liked it so i thought whatever i do has to be with the body and sport. So I'll be a sports doctor, no yeah, problem. Yeah, he'll be a sports doctor. Yeah, he'll be a sports <laughs> doctor. He'll be a sports yeah, doctor. Yeah, it's like a yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, just use the eye. I'm just going through a phase right now. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Like, yeah. yeah. 
but it was. Die. Yeah, so that that's that's what happened. And then at about eighteen, so we will get to eighteen, and I started looking at the whole world as a collective and saw kind of all of everyone's suffering was related to money. And there, there are so many people that want to do certain things and money was the limiting factor and it became really evident to me. And from there one day, so I went to New Zealand, your country to study for, cause I got into, I didn't get into medicine. So I studied my absolute butt off and got in the top 1% of the state and nailed it but not good enough. Somehow destiny kept me out of medical school, which was the best thing that to ever happened, thankfully. But I was devastated at the time because I thought I really wanted it. Um, got into The only thing I got into was pharmacy and I hated chemistry. I, I just didn't want to learn about medicines and all that stuff. I was just like, no way. Mom sent me to Dunedin mm-hmm. uh, for six months, trying to get into the uh, graduate program through there. And that didn't work out. You needed... Uh, physics, you needed to get like a, a high distinction average in physics. And I hadn't even done school physics. And this was yeah. university level. I got like 23% on my mid-year exams. I'm like, there's no way I'm hitting this average, obviously. And then decided to come home. Now, it was a pretty significant moment because I was I was not in uni. I, was, I didn't have a job. I was just sitting at home for six months until uni started the following year. I was sitting in my boxer shorts one day and reading the back of the paper and I saw a sporting, I always loved sports, so I always never read the front of the paper, was the back, saw something about sport and there was odds written underneath a sporting thing. Mm. And I was like, oh wow, that team's definitely going to win. That's how my brain just kind of, this idea came. I was like, oh, that team's definitely going to win. Oh, I wonder if you had like X amount of dollars and you put it on this team and you know, you'll make this much money. And that was the seed for an idea to start trading mm-hmm. on sports. Mm-hmm. And that began, I was 19 years old. It began, I'm 35 this year, and it began the most insane journey ever um, down this path. And it was a path to freedom. I think I didn't even know about the matrix, but I could. I had a sense of it. I never liked school. I didn't like being told what to do. I felt everything was constricting me. Like even cricket, I love playing cricket, but I hated being in the club culture for very long because everyone just thinks the same way. Did and you just end up in an echo chamber. Couldn't I can't take it. I just struggled. Everywhere I went, I struggled. But I was free. Like in my mind, I just wanted to be free of everything. And it was who knew? Like now when I look back, I'm like, this kid is just trying to break through from the free of the matrix and not just free himself. He wanted to free everyone around it. It wasn't about material gain. It was just about knowing that if you have enough money, you can do whatever you want. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, can we do this podcast without caring if we get paid? Mm-hmm. Like that's a, a beautiful place to be if we can be in that spot. And that's what I, f- I just could see that this whole system was designed to stop people from expressing themselves. And that's how that journey began. Um, And cricket was moving parallel and that was failing miserably because the, I just, yeah, I had a very loud thinking mind. Um, I was extremely talented physically, I think technically as well. Um, I couldn't get out of my own, away from my own head when it came to playing. Just a lot of thoughts, a lot of anxiety. Mm -hmm. So I, I feel like I came to this earth with a very, very powerful energy force inside of me that that I didn't know how to harness. Mm-hmm. So it became 
more destructive than constructive for a very good part of my life. Mm. So I've had, I feel like, I mean, all my school reports were always said, oh, he's got so much talent. If only he could pay attention. Mm. Like he's basically sabotaging himself the whole way. So school, I would sabotage myself, relationships, uh, with work, with cricket, everything. Like no matter how, if I could be this great, my result would be here, like much lower. He could, your strength is that I feel like Nayan can all, can see the bigger picture. Yeah. He can see the totality of all, like both sides, all sides, small and big. But when it comes to execution, he will miss presence. Yeah. Moving too fast. Yeah. 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 So a very strong ego um, and speed was a big thing. Just like I said, this energy would just penetrate through me and more. it's it's filled with goodness. But in the end, it was like. You know, when you're young, you get away with having potential. Like I would get picked in all the the representative teams and stuff because, oh yeah, he looks great in the nets. But when it came to game day, like it would be very hard. My performances never matched up. And it was, you know, how you do anything is how you do everything. Mm-hmm. And everything had the same outcome. Mm-hmm. There were relationships, every single thing, the way I was as a brother, the way I was as a friend, the way I was in everything I did was... Um, it was just it was there to be seen like the the all in until you actually had to do the the real important work yeah and so what happened is um i was so i didn't get into medicine no matter how much i tried uh which turned out to be a blessing i ended up having to do pharmacy which was pretty much a nightmare like i dragged my feet through that like that was a really hard five five years to get through and but again, every all the dots connect. It was like the best thing to ever happen for me because um, so I finished that. We'll we'll get to it chronologically. So I finished that. Um, I get my first girlfriend's five years older than me. We break up because her parents wanted to get married. She gets engaged a week after we break up, wow. which was really intense for me. And I knew she wasn't the right person. Like oh, she yeah, yeah. It was like an arranged kind of situation. And she kind of like a family set her up and because she was a lot older than me, she like was with me for like three years and then she must have felt that pressure to, you know, make a decision. And I don't know, like different thinking, but um, very immature. Like, again, like I knew what's not right, but I didn't have the mental fortitude and confidence to do the right thing and just keep moving and joining the dots, as you said. I would just have this thinking mind that would come in and start sabotaging and a lot of emotions. And mm-hmm. and because I'm extremely confident in myself, I would go out and take action often to cause more destruction. So That's interesting. Yeah, like very... Actually, I, I can relate because I did the same for a while. Yeah. You actually take action to destroy yourself. Yeah. And then be like, why the hell did I do that? Like <laughs> if, I just, if someone just locked yeah. me in a room yeah. for like a few years... <laughs> it's the net that. result would be a lot better than oh, well, if you let me out. Let's talk about it. Well, we ended up getting <laughs> yeah, there. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, exactly what you did to yeah. yourself. I had to. In the end, it's yeah. like this guy needs to Three stop, months. man. Just stop right. interacting with the world for for a bit. Time out. I like, want to take a step, I, step back. Yeah. Though, just briefly, I want to find yeah. out how you got to the. For anyone listening right now, yeah. you did actually lock yourself in a hotel. Uh, but yeah. before that, there's obviously something that led to that point. Of course. So if you're happy to talk yeah. about that, I'd love to, to share it with people because I think this would relate to people a lot. 
It was scary yeah. to talk about this side of things. Now, so my, my trading journey has been interesting. Uh, initially, I was on my own. So I uh, achieved some tremendous success. I, I mean, when pharmacy was finishing and this girl had broken up with me, so I was, I was a pretty low point in my life. And so I hated pharmacy, hated life. I'm like, I need to get out of Melbourne. And the first time I experienced real success, I took a $5,000 loan and turned it into $30,000 in one week. Wow. And that, that would terrify most people. Yeah. And it happened. And I knew I could do it. I had, I had, I, I knew, I could do many things, but doing it versus thinking you can do it was the real problem. And I did it. And I finally got out of my way and I was able to execute what for me seemed like one plus one equals two. And I did it. When that happened, I, t- I remember I booked immediately booked a trip to South America for so this was Saturday of the of Wimbledon. When did we meet? The year we met. Two thousand and nine. Two thousand and nine, Wimbledon. I was the final year of my the final week of my um, pharmacy board exam was coming up on Monday. Mm-hmm. The first week of Wimbledon finished on like on Saturday, Sunday. By Saturday, I'd made $30,000. I booked my flight to Argentina by myself for Tuesday night after my exam. I hadn't slept for a week because all I was doing is trading all night in UK time and studying all day. I had literally not sleep for one week. Like I, I don't know how I did it. And I just did it because I was so determined to get out of here. And I, I'm t- I told my mom, I'm like, you're just go- done. Yeah, I'm going to Argentina on Tuesday. She's like, yeah, right. I'm like, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, seriously, like I just yeah. booked my ticket. She's like, what are you saying? I said, I made $30,000 this week. I'm going, I'm out of here. I have to leave. And she's yeah. like, she didn't believe me until Tuesday. And I finished my exam and I'm like, mom, I really have to pack. I got to go. And she saw the ticket wow. and I was off. Tuesday yeah. night, I left Amazing. indefinitely. It was for uh, three months. And it was going to be around the world trip. And, and then you had to come back just to meet me. Well, that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, literally. Well, that's it's a crazy a journey literal... because so that those three months were in South America and Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, I got so tired of partying and living out of a suitcase and just like couldn't take it anymore. All the partying and traveling, I cut the trip short two weeks. Came back to Melbourne. Uh, it was the first week of October and my sister had, you know how they, the universities have balls like marketing ball or commerce ball or whatever, like, like a just gala. a gala kind yeah. of event. She had exams. She couldn't go. She's five, four years younger than me. And I just got back and I had nothing to do. And she's like, do you want to just take my ticket mm-hmm. and go with her boyfriend at the time? And who was a, a, a mate and... I was like, yeah, okay, I don't know anyone. You know, you're just in party mode. So you're like, yeah, whatever. I'll go meet more people. And I went and that's where I met Del. Oh, and yeah. yeah, that was also a crazy story because my name means eyes, but I'm actually really blind without contact lenses or glasses. And I didn't have contact lenses at the time. And I realized that when you wear glasses, it's a bit harder to attract women at <laughs> so blind. yeah so i was i realized that halfway through my trip so in argentina i had glasses on i'm like oh i don't know if this is working and then by the time i got to paris and uh, athens and all this i'm like going glasses off can't see shit 
but I'm super confident and just getting more and more ex- beautiful experiences you're with new women. Blind yeah, yeah, literally. Like, like you just, you're just like, oh yeah, this works. People are not seeing me as a nerdy guy. And, and the funny thing at the gala was that I had taken his seat. He came late, so I sat on his chair. Mm. Um, so I couldn't yeah. see. This table was quite big. It was a ten or twelve seating yeah. table, and I could not see. I knew I didn't have a seat. I couldn't see anything. I can't see across the table because with stigmatism and stuff, like, you know, I just can't. And all I could see was vaguely there's some girl in a red dress and she smiles all the time and she just did, doesn't stop smiling. And that was it. I was yeah. like, who is this girl? Like, she doesn't stop smiling. She's the one who took my seat. And it was destiny. I came, had I not come back, uh, had I finished my trip the way it was meant to, mm. I wouldn't have gone to that gala event. I probably wouldn't have hung out with my sister's friends because they were a lot younger than me. Like, I don't know if I would have done that. And I don't think you were really close to my sister. No. It was just a, an, a, a vague a group, association. A big group of friends. Mm. So his sister and I had this mutual mm. group of friends. Yeah. But doesn't mean that everyone was close to each other. Like, we barely yeah. spoke. No. Gun and I yeah, no. Yeah, barely spoke. But yeah. You don't know. It's just like maybe another lifeline. Like, who knows if we still would have... Maybe we would have yeah. met anyway. But... It's just, it's, it's a crazy story. It was the best in, in all of, this is the happiest I've been today. Mm. I've had a lot of suffering to get to remove the ego, mm. but that one moment in time in the last 15 years was just that little microcosm of time was the best of me. Mm. Just the best of me presented itself to meet her. But then the worst of me was what she saw for the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, I like actually, yeah. just by chance, I was yeah. free of my ego when I had come back home. Yeah. So I was like that. Because you've just been traveling. Yeah, exactly. I was just free. I was confident. I was like, man, I can he do my happy. work. And I went, so my five to 30,000 story, I did that once. And then I was trading on tennis at the time, only Grand Slams. And um I'm in London when the US opens on two months later and I was left with 5,000 because I was just spending it on everything. And that 5,000, I turned into 30 again. I came home and I was like, I've just come home and I haven't spent a dollar. And I was like, holy shit, like I've got, so I'm onto something now. And I didn't have the capability. So I've experienced a tremendous success and then came the failure that that had to come. And by then it was, it was very destructive and, um, and very complicated. So I then had another month down the track, uh, where I made about $375,000 in a month mm-hmm. and I was 26 years old or something. And Jesus. that was, what was it, a 26 year old. Doing yeah. You don't know, like you don't understand. And you know that you want to be, again, it's not about being a millionaire to be this guy who owns all this stuff. It's not about that. It was just about, Hey, this is awesome. I just want to be free so I can free everyone. I want my sister to never have to work. I want everyone not to work so they can do what they creatively want to do. And they'll, they'll be fine. Did, did you get corrupted a little bit though at that point when you saw that money? That was like the only time that I entertained the darker part, like the, the more superficial part of my ego, which was about buying stuff. So I got a, probably definitely a bit cocky and I went and bought like an Audi sports car. And funnily enough, I bought it and and then started traveling again and, and became... A, a little destructive I could feel it and within a month or so I started jeopardizing all myself basically again the work is the work mm. but the ego 
interfered and started sabotaging it within that car lasted six months in six months from that moment i went from having all of that to counting the coins that i had in my that i often back then you know i don't know there's less coins now than then but every time you'd spend something you'd always, or you go to a bar you'd come back with coins in your pocket and i just keep them in this little jar and i remember living with my mates uh two of my mates around the corner from here and there was a day where i couldn't pay my rent within six months of that day i couldn't pay my rent and i was counting the coins to see if i can go buy bread wow and that was yeah that was that was messed up and that started the a spiraling journey that led to further destruction and then further success so it's like it's it was just a big yo-yo i went down achieved success again this time my ego mind was like oh shit i can help people and then i started um allowing people to invest their money with me and um there were deals and like again when i started getting successful then the company that i'm trading with started offering stuff to me and i started passing them on to people as a just out of my again my nature is to not take anything from anyone i want nothing actually so i've never profited from anything from anyone ever but these opportunities start coming and then i faced it's unbelievable yeah. like i faced issues with the ato um i faced issues with the trading company itself like legal issues the money got locked up and tied up um and people had um stretched themselves massively because people are inherently very greedy at times and um that was also the start of your spiritual journey when you yeah. couldn't pay you bought a seminar ticket to tony robbins Yeah, Didn't like you? yeah, like, it started no. Yeah. I, yeah, it was him and um even the Wolf of Wall Street guy I went and saw him and it was yeah. like the beginning of but I couldn't yeah, I couldn't pay for my rent and I borrowed $200 from my friend um to, to get attend to go seminar. and attend this seminar and it started the journey because I was Jordan Belfort the Wolf of Wall Street yeah, guy, yeah, he yeah. came here and he um I mean minus all the crazy story, he was a genius at selling and mm-hmm. um and he spoke about the m- mindset the mental side of performing and it was very difficult to get that information like people just don't the great people don't really talk about it that much maybe it's more common now but i felt like i was on my own in this journey i had no mentors i didn't know anyone else that was able to do what i was doing um it was hard to understand even the wall street guys how they like whether they were similar and yeah it was just a lot of trial and error and once this collective community had to join my, uh, me and my journey and it had to crash and burn and basically my worst nightmares had to come true like i had always kept my family away from a lot of this stuff like when things started going bad and my family's like really respectable people everyone loves them they never do anything wrong mom and dad are like fantastic people and in the community as well and it got to a point where everything just like blew up mm-hmm. and everyone um all these people that had invested started saying all these bad things about me and they started assuming the worst and uh, that I had done something wrong um and the whole thing just came crashing down like that unbelievably like it was all the things that I feared the most all the people that I feared hurting I hurt. Mm. Everything that I can possibly do wrong I've done it. Mm. And accidentally. 
I didn't mean to do it, but it was like perfection. And how did, how did it happen accidentally? Well, I, it happened by by this situation. Like I didn't mean to go out unconsciously. Like this situation attracting. Um, unconsciously, yet he has met the wrong deals with the wrong people. Even though he knew the vibrations of the people were wrong, were yeah. low, but he made the deal anyway. So just was i think going against his heart i was go- i went brain, against my heart for like two years yeah. and, and his then brain was too loud and panicked and i because i didn't meditate i would these emotions would take over so i would panic mm-hmm. and then i was because the money got tied up and there was a dispute in the account so i couldn't withdraw the money i then started trading uh, again to at some point i stopped i went to mumbai and i stopped i wanted to write my book and do other things and then had to go back to it but because i was in such a panic state i started losing more money and then i started um to try to get this money available to pay these people who are starting to get louder and louder and louder and suffocating me sending me threatening text messages and chasing me and it was just it was just one kid getting bombarded but from all these avenues mm. and the more anxious i got the more depressed i got the less i could handle it myself and I couldn't handle them. Mm-hmm. And it became more and more twisted and complicated. And I started taking more money from places I shouldn't have to the point where I got, there was a situation where I, I accepted money from people that are for sure a part of the underworld. And they, um, it got to the, uh, like I've seen days where there were people, very scary people outside my family home. And they had sent threatening letters to my home. And um, yeah, there was, it was very dark. Like, like you're, you're sitting there going, I don't even know. I, I, I know like the, the darkest part of the story is that you, you kind of avoided feeling, but I can easily share it now because it feels like a third person. But like my sister would hide in her room. My parents would just, the curtains were always closed. They didn't know who was going to come to the door. And it had happened. Like people had come, they had sent, there was all mysterious uh, mails, uh, threatening mails being written to a, a home. Mm. They found out where my dad was working, where my sister was working and just chasing it. And it's just like, it just slipped and slipped and slipped. And it was just like a, a crazy slide. And I didn't have any tools to stop, mm. just stop the destruction. And so I, I, at this stage when this is, Parallel you were in Mumbai. to give context, Dell, you are now we're in long distance. You're in Jakarta when you're doing your business, but my life is falling apart at a rapid rate while she's I was, I was thriving. ascending. Yeah, right. right? And yeah, I was striving. I had found the right person to yeah. translate my imagination into reality. Yeah, I was happy. I was just creating and creating and creating and. Um, Probably the best time of my life with Delvina clothing was when I found the right person and just, you know, moving forward. You guys really were a physical representation of Yin, yin and Yang. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And she was your little dot of light. Yeah. 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 And, and, then, and then it got to this point, it was our best friend's wedding and in Mumbai. And I... Are you intrigued by this yeah. story? Um, <laughs> like I've, I've now in Mumbai, I'm living in a five-star hotel. Like this is, this is insane. So I'm living in a five, I, I decided to go to Mumbai because I wanted to get away from everything here. It was just before the, the issue started happening externally. Um, but I just really wanted to get away from family and just be, yeah. and go and experience that life on my own. And 
I went there just to see my friend, started living in a hotel that was a very Bollywood known hotel. So a lot of actors and all this stuff, all these people would go in and out of that place. And I lived there by, by chance. I went there for one week, I ended up staying there like more than six months, mm. which is kind of crazy. And then you slip into the parties and the unconsciousness and you make more mistakes. And that, that really accelerated the slide down. And I, I had to create the equivalent of an atomic bomb for my ego. And that's what I needed. And mm. it was horrific. It, I had a rash on my face that was almost like a growth um, because I was working like crazy and it was so stressed. Like all my energy was coming my face was always hot and it would just radiate through my face. Because you were working and I was uh, staring partying. at a laptop and I was partying. But but I also yeah. think the universe was like, man, I'm going to, if there, there's a symbolic mm. representation for that rash, like I'll, I'll show you a photo one day. And it was almost like a growth, like on my cheek. And that started developing. My health was deteriorating like crazy. And so at this wedding, um, yeah. Yeah, I was very hit rock I, was bottom. At, I was at my worst point. Rock like you bottom. couldn't be everything that I had protected, like your whole everything's falling apart, but I had always protected my family mm. from all this shit. And they were now And now apart. they heard about everything and everything's starting to come on them and they didn't know what was happening to me. So it just there was no more secrets. I couldn't even hold on to a secret anymore. It was done. And that was also part of my transcendence into the truth and why the mm. truth is so powerful because you've been lying to yourself for so long. And it's not always about telling everyone else the truth, but it was me and my lies to myself and how I had just put up with myself for so long without changing, but I didn't know better. Mm. So it was yeah. just perfect. Like if you're unconscious, you're unconscious. You can't just pretend to be awakened when you're not. So it was yeah. destiny. I had to happen. And then you sat me down at the wedding and you're like, our relationship was like completely falling apart. Like, she's just like, she didn't want to be around me. And she's like, you're, you're a mess. You need to go. You meditated about mountains. Is that what you, you saw? Well, prior to, so I visited in Mumbai, our best friend was getting married. So I went there and then, but prior to that um, travel, I, I was meditating every day and I just had an experience of meditating in the mountain mm. um, and just being calm and being at one with the mountain. So when I met Nan, I told him to go to the mountain and spend time there and be alone because that's where all of your answers are going to come. Mother Nature will give you the answer i can't help you your parents cannot help you mm. definitely not no one can help you but yourself because i had helped myself through meditation because mm. my, my voice was the one helping me because no one could help me when i needed help mm. so that experience was passed on to nan by telling him go to the mountain be on your own mm. spend time on your own and see it all what you did what you've done um the good the bad just everything see everything and you will be fine like mm. you'll be okay i'll be with you throughout the day you can call me throughout the day and like you won't feel lonely just go and that was the best thing you did was yeah. leaving to the mountain yeah, I finally listened. I don't think I was listening to anyone. And mm. I yeah, I think when you're caught in that spiral of comfort as well, like you're partying and that feels comfortable, like you're just 
If that's I, what the ego wants to do. Wants yeah, to wants to feel comfortable. Yeah. Complete and total destruction. 100%. Mm. It was happy in destruction because it knew it and it was scared of anything else. And by the before that wedding, though, I had started meditating and yeah. that, I had started and I started having yeah. transcendent experiences. So there was glimpses of what the other dimension and what else is out there, but the actions were not supporting it to stay in that space. And she's just like, you need to get out. Everything has to stop and go. And I finally listened. It took, I didn't listen for a, a, a couple, couple of months. months. And finally, it yeah. must have taken losing money again to finally say enough's enough, yeah. I'm going. Mm-hmm. And so I took the next flight and went and went there for a week. And ended. Where, did, where did you go? Is so it's a, it's a place called Missouri. Mm-hmm. It's right up in the north in the Himalayas in, in north of India. And I went there to, uh, I needed internet. So I needed like decent internet. So I ended up staying in a nice, like a decent place and went there for one week. And um, as it turned out, when I, we, we also, sorry, we what? also spoke about uh, when we were discovering this mountain. Yeah. Finally, like there was a part of me that wanted to check that place out um, for us to get married at ah, yeah. later what? on. Yeah, we spoke about. No, we did. Yeah, we did. We did. At that time. At that time. It was what I, yeah, because really? that's what I told my parents that I'm going to the mountain to check the place out. Oh, this you told them to get permission. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, to, uh, that's, so that's then, what yeah, was yeah. happening. And okay. it, even how I discovered that mountain. Yeah, that was not in my the, consciousness at all. Like, no, <laughs> and, and, and that's how the, the place where I was like, oh, that's so beautiful. Like, what if such a beautiful place to get married at? Like, mm-hmm. that's how I actually started uh, doing some research in that Marriott hotel and then that just felt comfortable for you to go and we decided okay that looks like um you can you can mm. live there for a while mm. i remember that yeah okay yeah, i remember that yeah <laughs> care less about getting married no how no. are you gonna get married in no. that state no no it's way like not in my mind no way but as a yeah. as a woman there was that, yeah. that side of me that so, yeah, and i suppose you were both in totally different places no you we, were in a really enlightened place yeah. and you couldn't think of anything no. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You saw where I was. You yeah. could always see the light of where I was going to get to, but I was like deep in the hole at Be, the time. So yeah, no that, way. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's the funny thing. I think when it comes to even though how destructive it was for Nayan, since we first met, like there was this vision that um, of his future, glimpses of his future that comes to me. Mm. Like for instance, because his character is so strong, so when you know, you would see him 10 out of 10, even though he can be 0 out of 10 sometimes. But the 10 out of 10 gave me the confidence and faith that um, um, he is going to be somebody, you know, like he, he just needs to get through. He just needs to get, this is going to just be a face, but the vision of him is, I, I, I hold it very closely and very strongly that um, he will have a huge impact on so many people mm. and his nature is only good and his giving nature is out of this world. I've never met anyone who's as giving as Nayan um, and that he will make a huge impact. So mm. that holds with me, like that, that, that vision. Even though the destructions, everything was happening, I just knew that he will get through it. Mm. Um, the, because your, your vision for yourself even was you knew who you had to become you always knew right yeah i always knew that 
I'll be great. Like I knew it. I had the talent, like the potential is all, I've lived with it. So I knew whatever I did, I could do it well. But it was just like, I'm my own worst enemy. So it's, there was. Yeah, I mean, it seems like all greatness has to go through deep, deep suffering. <laughs> yeah. So let's, let's talk about this experience in the hotel then. Like, how was that? Because I can imagine the first few months yes. would have been torture, right? It was. So I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in this hotel on my own facing the mountains and there's nothing there's no family there's no friends there's nothing i'm just sitting in a room and it was the first time everything had stopped in my whole life i think like i just stopped and and it was very painful like i cried for days i started having deeper meditations and the, the deeper that went the more tears would come the more pain the everything was just starting to come up and yeah, it was, it was a really um, intense experience and they, everyone was very loving to me. No one understood why I was staying there. So I think it's a five-star it's a resort and no one goes there for more than three days. And here's this mm. kid staying there for like what ended up being 100 days mm. in, a, in a bloody five-star resort. Like it was just, it doesn't happen. So I, it, was, it was very strange. I had these guys that I was writing a book. And I've been writing my book for 15 years, so it's always been like I knew that it's it, that's going to happen one day. And that was always my cover story. And maybe I thought I was. That's the other thing. But no, you was not. I had to fix myself first before you can write anything. So um, very, very difficult. One of the things that came up, which was extremely valuable, was I made a I took out my diary. I made a list of I called it shortcuts. And this is a part of the truth that we wanted to speak about today. I started looking at myself and writing down everything that I know that I should be doing that I don't do. Mm. Now, that list, I still have it today. It was um, one of the, that was really the beginning. It was 27 things I wrote down, all these things that I said I should do, that I knew I should do uh, do better. Like simple things like, oh, I should go to the gym every day, but I just didn't. Like I went four days because I like going to the gym every day because it feels good just to do some exercise. Like I always played sport my whole life and it, but why didn't you go? Oh, some days you don't feel like it, so you didn't go. No, that's not good enough. So I wrote that down. Um, my things like my swearing, my use language that I would use, like a lot of um, my emotions would come out using the wrong words and uncontrollably. Um, the foods I ate just behavioral things like real using phone simple at the gym. things you're using my phone at the gym like not paying attention doing two things at once mm. all these little behavioral things that were just micro elements of my character that were i should have done better and then what happened is it started the journey of starting to fix each one one by one mm. and so as each one i did i started getting more power mm. like i'm okay i'm running every day now i know i should be running every day because it feels good to run doesn't matter how far, just run even a K. It feels good just to move. So I started doing that every day. Mm. Then, um, and then each one just started getting ticked off, ticked off, ticked off. And then finally the whole list was finished. Mm. And yeah. that external change, I mean, I went from being, you know, what, what very loose in my behaviors and then suddenly I'm a vegan. Stopped eating meat, stopped drinking alcohol, stopped eating bread. I lost yeah. like six or seven kilos of just like inflammation from just eating all the wrong things. Cause I was like, hang on, all these things don't make me feel good. Why do I mm. eat that? So I stopped eating that. And then yeah, everything, even meditation, change. I 
gone to the mountain for three weeks mm. and help him even meditate and his ego was so strong that he still did not think that it was important i had left and then just threatened him if you don't meditate every morning don't call me and then he's yeah. like it was yeah was that applies to the ego yeah and so you yeah. had to meditate no you made two rules for me no yeah. swearing and no no swearing and no meditation you know call i'm not picking up the phone yeah so that was like i had two conditions just to even get in contact with her and that's how much resistance there was because the conditioning was so much towards this world and again the problem with the trading world is that it's infinite so it's 24 hours a day you can do anything you want and it just sucks you in it just sucks you into the outer screen so it's really hard to stop and take inventory and and assess your energy because when you like it was really difficult when you have 30 people breathing down your neck from all parts of the world and threatening you hating you and saying all sorts of things nasty things which are not true and you have illegal issues going on simultaneously that you can't control you have fires burning everywhere and everything every single part of you wants to fix it but the only way to fix it is to stop and fix yourself but you but you can't like how do you do that when everything externally is pushing you out in one direction but the only way to fix it is to go inside so that's why you went to the mountain that mm. was so difficult and that journey was not just the mountain that it extended for three years like it was not just those uh three months or 100 days that it turned out to be but it really took time to break away from all this stuff and have the confidence to say no i'm going to look after myself first and fix myself and once the external things started getting fixed then there was many unconscious internal patterns that had to be addressed and yeah. all the shortcuts that we tolerate internally and that's what made me my work is very much like walking on a tightrope so it requires like massive levels of concentration and it requires your very best there is no excuse high alertness so, high alertness high presence i didn't have that so i had it for periods of time and i'd have wild success i'd do all sorts of crazy things that if people knew they'd think i'm a genius but i couldn't hold on to it like how, how many times have i turned 10,000 into 100,000 in a week like yeah. i would do that uh, maybe at least 15 times i've done it at different points but i've also been you know probably had to face early on like being broke maybe like 500 times so there was just massive inconsistencies in my nature and because of the set of actions yeah. that you were not doing and you yeah. have to take out a piece of paper and ask yourself what does it take for nayan to become the best trader what does it what does he eat yeah. what time does he wake up yeah um this right. is I had to a set of actions result i just recently yeah. did that exercise yeah because i used to have the i am this i yeah. am this yeah. but now i'm doing the questioning uh why what makes jacques best self you know mm. that's nice what does he do in the morning yes. what routines does he follow yes. instead of this the stating i am because mm. sometimes when you state it and then you're not it it the ego goes oh well, you should exactly you know? whereas if you ask yourself the questions of your future yeah. self then your thought process starts going that's when you start taking actions mm-hmm. yeah. there's 1% things like you're talking about oh yeah yeah have you read a book called yeah. atomic habits either of you? i've heard no. a, i've heard about a prop like i haven't it's, read it yet that's kind of what yeah. you're doing it's yeah. the 
breaking because yes. it is like what you went through is yeah. overwhelming like yeah. I'm almost overwhelmed listening to it mm. but when you break it down yeah. when you just remove yourself from everything yeah which is like genius of you to notice that yeah. and pull them into the mountain yeah mm. and then you just put the tiny one percent things it's not oh, so overwhelming it's it, like oh okay exactly if i do this today and then that tomorrow that's already two percent of the problem gone yes and then if i do this in the next 20 days it's 20 percent yeah 100 days it's 100 that's that's exactly that's what happened what that's was. what happened that's what we did i had to Even, deconstruct my yeah. entire personality and create some space to see exactly what it what it is and this is the thing like it's not i have so much compassion for all people but at some stage you have to like cut yourself with a sharp knife because at some stage we will all keep suffering until enough's enough. Mm. And if you're, if you're fat, you're fat. There is no way of going around that. If you're, if you have caused this problem to yourself, you have done that. And until you start like seeing it for what it is without the emotion of it, but black and white, unfortunately the emotion of it either makes things lesser than what it is or more than what it is. It clouds. No. And that's, the reality yeah and it's yeah. not it's not about making something more or less it is what it, what it is. is and unfortunately for so long i was very deluded about what was happening and you can't see you're just spiraling out of control and that was it took a lot of courage it was very painful but i slowly 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 the mask that i was wearing which was named that ego and these stories you can imagine like all this negativity it just strengthens your ego that identity, you start feeling like a loser, you start feeling all your stories become you. Mm. So, but that what the mountain started helping me with was taking that mask off. There were moments in the day where I was not that story anymore and there was space mm. being created. And now I can look at that story and that person that's executing this and start seeing him objectively. Mm. And that was the start of um, real transcendence. Yeah, and, and it takes a lot of strength and energy and courage. Well, very tiring. It takes vulnerability, right? Oh, it my takes God. vulnerability to be like, okay, I messed up, but I'm willing to grow. And that's his best asset is he is willing to grow every day. Like look, looking at himself in the mirror and just, well, how can I grow? How can I grow? And, be, and trading is just a result of character. Mm. He will be the best trader if his character is 10 out of 10. Mm. So um, it always works from the inside out. So he just kept working on his mm. inner um, inner world. You, yeah. you had to create this beautiful inner world for yourself through that destroying your old self and creating the new yeah. self mm. um, through that those questions, those set of questions. Yeah. Every day, you were you yeah. had to work on yourself every day. In order to learn, you had to unlearn. Uh, yeah. that, that's what the process was, undoing everything that I like, so superficially was. Yeah. But it's very painful because the, the journey is scary for everyone because what happens is as you start improving, there's a, the, sometimes you're going to fall back into your old patterns because the old patterns are so strong. The stronger that ego, that like... I almost like like that Jim Carrey movie when he puts a mask on mm -hmm. is literally kind Sticky. of it's very much symbolic of the ego because who we are is without the mask. Mm. But that mask is a bunch of things that we've uh, uh, become through all the conditioning on this earth. And, and so also some of the energies we brought into this life, which are kind of maybe a part of your reincarnation soul uh, element that it comes to, which I very feel strongly I've seen in myself that. I came here like this mm. 
you know, there must be something I have to evolve in this lifetime. But that mask, sometimes you take it off, but then when you least expect it, the mask comes back on your face and then you go and make another mistake mm. and then it hurts even more. And the pain starts getting less dull, but more sharper, mm. like more rage because you've experienced freedom. But then when you go back to that old world, you're like, oh, fuck, like that hurts so much more. Yeah, and who's the rage directed at though? It's, at the mask. It's, the, it's yourself. Yes. That rage affects people around exactly. you. Exactly. So what? Oh, yes. Exactly. So my anger That's- started going through the roof. <laughs> and I'm not an angry person. Yeah. I'm like, I have only love and goodness in me i know that it's always been there like i love everybody yeah. but but i think the, you do have anger in you i think everyone does mm-hmm. it's the darkness you're talking about and i had and to, you've got to learn to accept that identify it and then yeah. choose not to be it yeah exactly. and i think the main takeaway here for anyone listening because this is like mm. for some people this might be a lot yeah and they might be starting to think about their own um darkness and mm. Yeah. This might be quite eye-opening for a lot of people, and mm. I can imagine a lot of people might listen to this and yeah. think about their darkness and cry and go through some shit. Yeah, but I think the main takeaway would be responsibility. You have to be oh, man. totally and 100%. completely accountable. Like no one is going to fix your problem. No, 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 no one. No, and, it doesn't and, matter how and many even people you go drinking. No with. one no. can no help one. you. Yeah. Nobody. No you're on, you're here on your own and yeah. you have to you have to work it out and killing yourself's not an option because even if i entertain that three times three or four times like not serious like you know you just get into these dark like it's kind of like the way i describe it is like suddenly you find yourself facing the corner of the wall and all you can see is wall and you're just like i don't know how to get out of this corner like it's a really awkward spot but even that's not the solution like the in the end there is a solution and you just need to have faith in the journey. And, and now when I look back on it, so just in a nutshell, I have a $4 million problem and I'm 30 years old. And that's not a problem that can be fixed just like that. So it's, it's, a, it's a legal problem. It's a tax office problem. It's 30 people chasing me problem. It's gangsters at my door problem. It's everything, the worst thing you can imagine. You, even your safety is at risk. And for someone who's grown up with all the comforts in the world, to even entertain that dark and um, that that part of society that you would never want to ever witness it was right at my doorstep mm-hmm. so it was the worst thing ever and um that's the hole that i w- was able to walk myself out of and so by unpacking all of this yeah over that hundred days and then yeah. over that three years yeah. were you able to progressively fix each problem yeah. and logically decided what to do next. Exactly. hundred percent. And do you think that got easier as you grew into meditation and as you grew into the lightness that was very much so. wanting to very get much out of so. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it was. It, it, now, when I look back, the per- you are a happy person. <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I, I, like I said, I attended my uh, the the funeral of myself on Saturday, and it was beautiful. <laughs> so weird. It's so yeah. weird, but it happened. I, I Saturday yeah. night. I so I think I'm starting to like a part, my my journey. I feel like was given to me because I've been on zero, and I feel like I'm a pr- gonna be on ten. And a part of that is to, I have a very logical like mind that can break down things, which is why I can do this work. And mm-hmm. I somehow I'm always looking for the lowest common denominator and I always draw graphs. If I can't draw diagrams and graphs, I feel like it's too complicated. And I'm starting to understand this spiritual journey that there's a sequence, there's a journey that I feel like everyone has to go on. And 
it has its own timing and um, everyone has their own divine purpose, how they're going to get there. But it's suffering that is going to, we're going to keep suffering again and again and again while we are wearing this mask. And until that mask gets so heavy, we're not going to be willing to take it off. Mm. And I felt like I still was entertaining that mask until Saturday because I still saw these, these little reactions and anger was still there. And on Saturday, I finally had the courage to say, no, mm. it's done. I'm not going to be, there's no more Nain anymore. And that's, that was a really big moment because... To the anger. No, not just to the anger. There's no Nain anymore. He doesn't exist. Like that, the ego, the the stories, everything that came with it, like the everything that all of it, it. like I, I don't identify. I choose. I made a commitment not to live with that mask on ever again, Mm. and I was resisting that commitment. It is scary because it means the death of something that we, the false part of ourselves that we associate with. Because every time we go out Mm. of the house. We feel like we're separate from each other. Like you're Jacques, I'm Ney and you're Del. No, I'm done with that. I'm not. I'm going to live. I committed to living from a place of infinite consciousness for the rest of my life. I want nothing for this ego anymore. Mm. There is no fame, money, any praise, um, anything that's going to touch this person. Because if because when I wear this mask, the positive moves him and the negative moves him. And I'm done with that. Mm. I don't want that feeling anymore. I don't want excitement. I don't want, I don't want pleasure. I don't want any of those superficial emotions anymore. And that's scary because when you've grown up partying and drinking and enjoying your friends and, you know, you know, having those like superficial spiky kind of emotions, it's the, the real transcendence. It's a very deep space. Like joy and love is not excitement and happiness. Excitement and happiness is kind of like they're fleeting. fleeting. Like you know, I bought a car, I feel great. You know what I mean? And I and that's scary. Giving that away, like you're, you, there's a part of you that feels like, what ha- if I stop feeling these things? What's gonna happen? Am I stop? Am I gonna stop experiencing this world properly? Mm. And I'm done with it. I'm done with having any. I don't want any negative emotions to be a found a part of my. Um, experience and for that I have to give up the positive as well so I'm gonna live in a space committed to a space of neutral and it's beautiful it's calm it's peaceful it's where I want to be I don't want the ups and downs of that human experience anymore and I feel like it was a choice Mm -hmm. I feel like there was it was like I don't know in one of these um, spiritual somewhere it was a documentary i was watching and they called it the gateless gate like there's a gate where it you don't know it's a gate but there's a there's a there's a point where you have to be willing to get rid let let go of your old life Mm -hmm. and i was scared to do that because there's attachments to those emotions like you feel like um they felt like it it was it was uh, yeah there 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 was a feeling of comfort there yeah, like because that's judgment. what you know for so long mm. so to get rid of that knowing you have to enter a place of unknowing mm. the unknown is scary to the ego mm. but yeah. once you've entered and you've chosen to enter that yeah 
gate that okay i'm gonna be okay with the unknown the uncertainty of and this not being life. a person i don't want to be a person anymore i'm not a person yeah, anymore that, it's that's a decision. what i felt like i died it, it, to. It's, it's a decision i've lost that yeah i'm not gonna i could write my book and not put my name on it now yep but before that guy had maybe you could be the artist formerly known as Nan. Literally, <laughs> right? that's why Prince did what he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that was part of yeah. That I, I get it. I don't know for sure, but that, yeah. that would be my But it probably is because you can see the depth in in him as well, mm. and it's I can't you these a lot of these steps aren't like always written like you you don't like get to read a manual and it says oh this is what it's like and I'm hoping that that's what my own experience will help lay out a map and that's all I'm. I feel like I'm, and your journey is so it's, it's it's like this long dark tunnel and there's a light mm-hmm. and you just walk the yeah. whole thing and to experience the light yeah but I but the full light the full 24 hours a day light was still not there until I was willing to give it up and I felt like and, mm-hmm. I, and it makes sense now like when I've heard that thing about the gateless gate I was like yeah you know what I get it now. It's a choice. You got to be willing to let it go, and I'm I'm done with that guy now. I don't want it. I don't want it anymore. I don't want. It's just like in Harry Potter, eight and three quarters. You know. Yeah. Nobody yeah. wanting to go yeah. first into the wall. Yes. And yes. Know that there's a gate there. Yeah, it's symbolic of that, right? Mm-hmm. And there's the fear because we're so attached to this three dimensional world and all the powers on the other dimension. Mm-hmm. And I I now now I feel like wow, I can actually. Uh, change things and be, I can be anything I want now but when when that mask is on our face we can't be anything we want because we're bound by the constraints of that mask mm. so uh, one thing I would love to talk about is manifestation and the thing I've struggled massively with and and, and there's like a million people talking about this and I just think that Yes, manifestation is absolutely possible. And you're doing this with your life. Like I can see that with that map you've got for yourself where you want to go. But the thing is, it is almost impossible to manifest while you are wearing the ego mask because there is no power. You're, you're then in the constraints of the 3D reality. And until you're willing to fully give it up, that's when the power comes because now you're nothing. Mm. Now you can shape this guy into anything you want it to be mm. and your real soul purpose will come through. Mm. And when you said the other day that you knew you were going to be successful, you knew being wealthy and being independent and creative and all these things were a part of your, always a part of you. Mm. Now that's going to come through mm. because I can see in you and that was why we connected. I, I saw someone who's wanting to get rid of their mask. Mm. And being nothing mm. and when you said in our conversations many times that you are open to everything you don't really want to have an opinion and that's that's it like you're i've i'm entering the same space where i i want to be nothing i don't want i can know everything but i don't want, I don't want to know i don't want to be anything anymore it's like no i want to now be this mold that i can shape and perfect and in the way it was meant to be and mm. It's, it was it was very scary. It was very sad. I really feel like I'm not joking that I felt like I went to a funeral. I felt like I was mourning the mm-hmm. death for two days until today. And <laughs> it's I, a beautiful funeral. Yeah, like yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think one thing I wanted to touch on you were saying yeah in terms of joy and love yeah I think being in a place of joy and love unmasked yeah. and not being uh, 
in essence, a slave to positive emotions and negative yeah. emotions yeah. is, I think, being aware that they're always going to be there. Like emotions are, are flowing around everywhere. Sometimes it oh, pops yeah. into my yeah. head and then into Dell's yeah, head and yeah, into yeah, your yeah. head. Yeah. But being able to just see them as they're just yes. it's not me anymore. Like sometimes yes. I'll be yes. like sometimes I'll be in the bathroom and I look at myself and yeah. I'll be crying and smiling. At the yeah, same time. And I'll yeah. be like, no, oh, okay, it's just two emotions yeah. in my head at the exactly. same time. And there's no like anger about it. It's yeah. just like joy and love that I'm experiencing. Exactly. Like for me, like I'm very aware of death, and I know that yeah. a lot of people that I love are going to die. But yeah. Now, when I think about that, yeah. Of course, I know there'll be sadness, yeah. but I'll still be in a place of love and joy yeah. because I got to experience Amazing. part of my life with that person. Yeah. I won't be in a place of anger or resentment or yeah. regret. And I think that's what you're talking about. Like yeah. there isn't, The emotions don't disappear. No. You're just no longer affected by any of them it's because gym, you're just yeah. living in a place of love and joy. It's Jim Carrey. It's si- like the cloud. It's yeah. just another yeah. cloud. It's another cloud. It's yeah. Jim Carrey sitting in a room. The mask is there. That was the temptation. It was the devil. Like literally, it's sitting there. It's always going to be in the room. Just don't pick it up mm. and put it on. Mm. That's it. It's a choice. And the, these emo- and a lot of these emotions will, will be the temptations to go and pick it up because mm. they you, you're able to watch the emotion pass through as a cloud as long as you're not jocks with the, mm. jock with the story. But the minute that mask is on, it becomes you. Mm. Then you're sad. No, you're not sad. Yeah. Sad is an emotion passing by. It's totally unloaded. It's not you. Yeah. And that's that's what we are trying to live our life from. But I just made a commitment that I'm not picking up that mask ever again. Mm-hmm. And that's that mm. was a big thing because I so much of the society is designed towards um, Wearing a, that a, mask. exaggerating that mask. And that mask needs achievements. It needs to succeed. It needs people to... Appro- people on the yeah, Yes, mm. it needs people to approve of it. It needs its parents to approve of it. No, none of it. No more. Like, no, no one's approving. There's no disapproval. There's no approval. No one can say anything that makes it happy or sad. It's just... It just is. And now I'm letting whatever the universe wants to ha- experience through me is, is what's going to happen. That's so, so awesome. It's wow, so this I've is finally not, come a, here where you are. not a coincidence where we're having this podcast today. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's what I told you yesterday. No, it's, like, it's too intricate. No, I've had to way too many coincidences in the past <laughs> year, really, yeah. to even believe in them being coincidences. No. No, it cannot yeah. be. But I, wow. yeah, man, I, I, like, I'm humbled to know both of you. I'm so grateful that we got to have the conversations because I, I love yeah. you both. You're amazing yeah. human beings. Thank and, you. Like your story is incredible. Your story is incredible. And we just talked for nearly three hours. Wow! <laughs> wow! 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 I think there's there's definitely more we can talk yeah. about, but we'll save it for another time. Yeah. Yes. I really need a pee. Yes. Oh, yes. Wow. <laughs> I've gone yeah. and come back. But, but before, I think before we wrap this conversation up, obviously this is even though it's felt like it's just been us, there's people going to be listening to this. And for anyone who wants to connect with you guys, I want to give you guys the opportunity. If that's something you want to do, like, do you, do you want people to connect with you if they want yeah, a conversation? Sure. Or, yeah, we love people. You know? So maybe sure. start with you, Del. Uh, my Instagram account is Delvina Official. Mm-hmm. And then my YouTube account is Delvina. Cool. And I can link all of this stuff in yeah. the podcast as yes. well. Yes. Yeah, my Insta is N-A-Y-A-N, Nayan. E-S-O-M. E-S-O-M. E-S-O-M was a business I'd set up, Empire State of Mind. Oh, 
Because cool. I wanted to do, I still probably will come back to it. It was about it's still it, the right? mental, mental part of performance. And yeah. I feel like my whole journey was always about discovering how to perform. So yeah, I guess this is a good it's, question to ask now then. Is yeah. Where, like, where, where is your kind of path leading to now? Like both of you, what is it that you want to kind of focus on? I know that we're living day by day here, but there, there must be like a focus, a main focus for each of you in terms of what mm. you're working on predominantly at the moment. Well, with Delvina Clothing, prior to the lockdown, we wanted to launch the brand globally. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will still do that. Mm-hmm. So we have to bring the clothes here and then work on the PR company, which we have found the person and people to work with. Mm-hmm. So we will go on doing that. Cool. Um, and I'll be traveling up and down, mm-hmm. creating in terms of Empire state of mind. Um, yeah, I, I'm still trading for now. I'm gonna save and buy a couple of like a house for mom and dad. And um, I I was very traumatized by the idea of owing or having being in a f- position to owe money. So I feel like I want to. If I don't have it in cash, I'm not gonna do it. Like I just feel like very anti. Like this is just me. It's my own personal thing. So like. I, I have a quite some lofty goals financially, which is all just catching up now because this last few years was about rectifying situations. So now, um, yeah, there's a few external things that I would love to do. Um, but the biggest thing is, which is the only thing I think about every single day, is to live from a place of oneness. And I'm infinite consciousness. Everyone I speak to is me. And I'm going to let the universe live itself through me and i'm not interfering with that and i'm not i honestly do not care i know we have an amazing life ahead of us like I, we've had glimpses into our future that's super cool but it's cool but it's no longer going to define mm. who we are and i think the process is what i'm interested in i want each interaction to be godly full yeah. of love and I'm, i judge myself on that if I'm in my head, I need to go meditate again. Mm. So no, like that's what that's my measuring stick now. So enjoy yeah. the new path yeah. <laughs> that he just said. Like the rest will take care of itself. We'll have every whatever we want, but it's it's fun now. Now it's like you can create anything you want. We're gonna have all the things we want, but that's not now. It's gonna come from the other space mm. peacefully. Cool. But before we finish, I want to acknowledge you for a second, <laughs> if I can. Um, I'm, I'm like a big part of, like since I was a kid, was about everyone taking their power back. And I think everything on this earth is designed to um, restrict us, to block our creativity, to m- make us conform and be like each other and, um, and make us part of this matrix, which is for, for sure it's real. And you my friend are paving a path that is that takes tremendous courage it there's i can i know what you've been through because i've been through myself there's a lot of a lot of uh, moments of pain and anxiety and fear and you have to transcend that on your own because no one can do it for you you've been doing it and you have tremendous faith in the universe you're working on being connected and you are an inspiration to me and Dell, and not just us, but to every single person listening, because you're not talking about it, you're doing it, and it's hard, 
but the rewards are unbelievable. And if everyone on this earth can just start taking back their power and stop giving it away to every authority so easily, we will finally be free as a human race. And we will, as a humanity, we will experience real love, not this superficial stuff and being fear driven all the time. And you have fears, but you're transcending them every day. And I have fears and I'm working on transcending it every day. Mm -hmm. And that is huge. It takes one person to start the ball. There now there's three here and there'll be many more that are listening to it. And no one's here. It's just stop giving away your power. Think for yourself, give yourself time and start thinking for yourself and do what you want to do. Mm. And yeah. that don't be like me. Don't be like you. Don't be like Dell. Be like you. Mm. And that is where happiness is. And there's no point dying, uh, living on this earth and dying, being like what you were told to do because it's just suffering. And it means a lot, man. Like I, it, we've been yeah. doing this on our own and to meet you has been awesome. It's just, yeah. it just gives us more power. <laughs> it's inspiring. Right back yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I think that's a beautiful way to end.